0: ted audio collective this ted talk features journalist jakin Wegner, recorded live at ted summit 2019 support comes from zuckerman spader through nearly five decades of taking on high stakes legal matters zuckerman spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm
1: Now, this is Joanna. Joanna works at a university in Poland. And one Saturday morning at 3 a.m., she got up, packed her rucksack, and traveled more than a thousand kilometers, only to have a political argument with a stranger. And his name is Christoph, and he's a customer manager from Germany. And the two had never met before. They only knew that they were totally at odds over European politics, over migration, or the relationship to Russia, or whatever. And they were arguing for almost one day. And after that, Joanna sent me a somewhat irritating email. That was really cool, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Tom from the UK and Niels From Germany. They also were strangers. And uh, they are both supporters of their local football team, as you may mention uh, Borussia Dortmund and Tottenham Hotspurs. And so they met on a very spot where football rules were invented on some field in Cambridge. And they didn't argue about football, but about Brexit. And after talking for many hours about this contentious topic, they also sent a rather unexpected email. It was delightful, and we both enjoyed it very much. So, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in spring 2019, uh, more than 17,000 Europeans from 33 countries signed up to have a political argument. Thousands crossed their borders to meet a stranger with a different opinion, and they were all part of a project called Europe Talks. Now, talking about politics amongst people with different opinions has become really difficult, Uh, not only in Europe. So families are splitting, friends do no longer talk to each other, we stay in our bubbles. And these so-called filter bubbles are amplified by social media, but they are not in their core digital product. The filter bubble has always been there. It's in our minds. So as many studies repeatedly have shown, we, for example, we ignore facts um, uh, that con- contradict our convictions. So correcting fake news is definitely necessary, but it's not sufficient to get a divided society to rethink itself. So fortunately, according to at least some research, there may be a simple way to get a new perspective, a personal one-on-one discussion with someone who doesn't have your opinion. It enables you to see the world um, in a new way, through someone else's eyes. Now, I'm the editor of Zeit Online, one of the major digital news organizations in Germany, and we started what became Europe Talks as a really modest editorial exercise. As many journalists, we... Um, were impressed by Trump and by Brexit, and Germany was getting divided too, especially over the issue of migration. So the arrival of more than a million refugees in 2015 and 2016 dominated somewhat uh, the debate, and when we were thinking about our own upcoming election in 2017, we definitely knew that we had to reinvent the way we were dealing with politics. So digital nerds that we are, we came up with, obviously, many very strange digital product ideas, one of them being a Tinder for politics. (laughs) So so a dating platform for political opposites, a, a tool that could help get people together with different opinions. And we decided to test it and launched what techies would call a minimum viable product. So it was really simple. And we called it Deutschland spricht, Germany talks. And uh, we started with that in May 2017. And so we used mainly, it was really simple, we used um, mainly Google Forms, a tool that every, so each and every one of us here can use to make surveys online. And everywhere in our content, we embedded simple questions like this Did Germany take in too many refugees? If you clicked yes or no, we asked you more questions like, um, does the West treat Russia fairly, or should gay couples be allowed to marry? And if you answered all these questions, we asked one more question. Hey, would you like to meet a neighbor who totally disagrees with you? (laughs) So this was a really simple experiment with no budget whatsoever. So we expected some hundred-ish people to register. And we planned to match them by hand, so the pairs. And after one day, 1,000 people had registered. And after some weeks, 12,000 Germans had signed up to meet someone else with a different opinion. So we had a problem. <laughs> and <laughs> we, we hacked a quick and dirty algorithm that would match, so would find the perfect Tinder matches, like. People living as close as possible but having answered the questions as differently as possible. And we introduced them via email. And as you may imagine, we had many concerns. So maybe no one would show up in real life. Maybe all the discussions in real life would be awful. Or maybe we had an ex-murderer in our database. (laughs) But then, on a... Sunday in June 2017, something beautiful happened. Thousands of Germans met in pairs and talked about politics peacefully. Uh, Like Anno, he's a former policeman who's against, or who was, against gay marriage. And Anne, uh, she's an engineer who lives in a domestic partnership uh, with another woman. And they were talking for hours about all the topics where they had different opinions. And... At one point, Anno told us later he realized that Anne was hurt by his uh, statements about uh, gay marriage, and he started to question his own assumptions. And after talking for three hours, um, Anne invited Anno to her summer party. And today, years later, they still meet from time to time and are friends. So, as a general rule, we did not observe, record, or document uh, the discussions, because we didn't want people to perform in any way. But I made an exception. I took part myself. And so I met in my trendy Berlin neighborhood called Prenzlauer I met Mirko. He's a young plant operator, and he looked like all the hipsters in our area, like with a beard and a beanie. And we were, we were talking for hours, and I found him to be a wonderful person. And despite the fact that we had really different opinions about most of the topics, um, maybe with the exception of women's rights, where I couldn't comprehend his, his thoughts, and it was really nice, and after our discussion, I googled Mirko, and I found out that in his teenage years, uh, he used to be a neo-Nazi. So I called him and asked, hey, why didn't you tell me? And, and he said, "You don't, no, I didn't tell you, because I want to get over it, I just... Don't want to talk about it anymore. So I had to, so I, I thought that people with a history like that could never change. And I had to rethink my, my assumptions, as did many of the participants who sent us thousands of emails and uh, also selfies. <laughs> no violence was recorded whatsoever. And we just don't know if some of the pairs got married but uh we at least we were really excited and wanted to do it again in, especially in version 2.0 um wanted to expand the diversity of the participant, uh, participants because obviously in the first round they were mainly mainly our readers and so we embraced our competition and asked um other media outlets to join and we coordinated via slack And this live collaboration among 11 major German media houses uh, was definitely a first in Germany. The numbers more than doubled 28,000 people applied this time. And the German president became our patron. And we saw thousands of Germans met again in in summer 2018 to talk to someone else with a different opinion. Some of the pairs we invited to Berlin to a special event. You see Hendrik, a bus driver and boxing trainer, and Engelbert, the director of a children's help center. They answered all the seven questions we asked differently. They had never met before this day, and they had a really intensive discussion and seemed to get along anyway with each other. So this time we also wanted to know if um, the discussion would have any impact on the participants. So we asked researchers to survey the participants. And two-thirds of the participants said that they learned something about their partner's attitudes. Sixty percent agree that their viewpoints converged. The level of trust in society seemed also higher after the event, according to the researchers. Ninety percent said that they enjoyed the discussion. Ten percent said they didn't enjoy the discussion. 8% only because, simply, their partner didn't show up. (laughs) So, after Germany Talks, we got approached by many international media outlets, and we decided to, this time, to build a serious and secure platform. And we called it My Country Talks. And until today, so in this short period of time, My Country Talks has already been used for more than a dozen local, national events like in Belgium or in Finland or Britain talks in the UK. And um, as I mentioned in the beginning, we also launched Europe talks together with 15 international media partners from the Financial Times in the UK to Helsingin Sanomat in Finland. Thousands of Europeans met with a total stranger to argue about politics. And so far, we have been approached by more than 150 Global media outlets, and maybe someday there will be something like the World Talks with hundreds of thousands. Um, so whenever two people meet to talk in person for hours without anyone else listening, they change. And so do our societies. They change little by little, discussion by discussion. So what matters here is that we relearn how to have these face to face discussions without anyone else listening with a stranger, not only with a stranger we are introduced to by a Tinder for politics, but also with a stranger in a pub or in a gym or at a conference. So please meet someone and have an argument and enjoy it very much. Thank you.
0: For more TED Talks, go to TED.com.